Of course it's not a carpenter. <laughs> what do you think it is? I don't know. I think he's going to do something to... Clean uh, your... He's going to dowel your joints. <laughs> or something uh, like that. I've got a thing that was the inspiration for another thing, except I don't think it was. I think it's just been made up. Uh, mine's made up too. I've got um, lots of broken bits of made up stuff. Cool. Mm. Hi there, welcome to Dave Fighters Podcast, where we take things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap, I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have searched the most fascinating, entertaining, and stylish pieces of information from the past, and are trying to present them to you in a way that's both entertaining and funny, and we're being shot down by Lizzie Arbuthnot Roper, who's here. (laughs) (laughs) I love my new middle names. It's always very exciting. Edward Arbuthnot, oh, touch me, touch me. Mike, That was the weirdest one, though. Touch me, touch me. I would, I can't find you, Roper. Yeah, are, you, are you the Wiltshire touch me, touch me? So... <laughs> uh, let's yes. go back. To... We, would, we do organise a lovely grouse shoot. Oh, well, fine. Please <laughs> do. Don't get me started on the grouse shooting. Oh. Um, I was panicked when you guys My children's birthday parties will have a grouse shoot. So that's allowed. Isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you? Grouse suit, then jelly. <laughs> but Just to annoy does, the vegans does, even more. Grouse jelly. How does Granny feel about being called Grouse? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to a dusty plain overlooking the Dead Sea in the year 1946, oh, when a Bedouin shepherd, Mohammed Adib, uh, went into a cave. He saw some caves with his friends. He was there with his cousin. And his cousin went, look, there are some caves. He went, oh, yeah, those are interesting caves. I wonder what's in there. And they went and then they found seven scrolls in jars, which looked quite old, but they didn't know. They couldn't read them because they were all in Aramaic. Um, and they took them to a dealer in Bethlehem who said, no, nah, mate, they're rubbish. I wouldn't give you anything for them. Oh. And they went, oh, OK. Tell you uh, what, I'll take him off your hand for... Mm, yeah. Yeah. He was one of them, but then they went to someone else who gave them seven Jordanian pounds, and they were very happy. Uh, Seven Jordanian pounds is the equivalent of about $321 in today's money. Um, And in 1947, the next year, Dr John C. Trevor found out about them, and he came to analyse them and went, oh, these are the Dead Sea Scrolls, which we'd never heard of before now. Look, there are all these early documents from about 300 BC to 50 AD. Uh, They really give us a good hint as to what was happening in the region when all this religion stuff was happening we could find out what's really and then no one was allowed to see them for 60 years um wow. they found why 972 different manuscripts eventually um split oh. into tens of thousands of pieces they kept going back and finding more caves every year in fact they found the most recent cave in 2017 they found cave 12 no yeah so this was just a cave. crazy library that was littered across the hill crazy library yes cave. well they <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't really work out who they think it may have been the Essenes who were a Jewish sect, and it may have been their library when they were chased into uh, hidings. So they may have hidden all their books up in the hills overlooking the Dead Sea. Um, the Arab Israeli War broke out in 1948, so that sort of hindered people looking for more stuff for a long time. Um, and they took it to Beirut to be safe, which seems like a bad place to take things if you want them to be safe generally. Oh, dear. <laughs> Where should we keep I, I, for safekeeping? I don't know. Nat, mm. would you go and get them? Um, Anyway, John Starwell was in charge of translating them and no one else was allowed to see them so they just had to trust that he was telling the truth This sounds Um, a bit Mormony to me Yeah, Yeah. totally 
until on the 22nd of September in 1991, the public were finally allowed to see them for the last time. They were made available to the public the because someone had, so, someone had gone and taken photos of them before and had released a facsimile copy. So in order to stop people looking at that, they did an official release of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, still, they didn't finish publishing the volume until 2009, and the first ever volume of it to be distributed was in 2005. And guess which medium, which future-proofed medium they chose to do that on in 2005? <laughs> Almost, it was a CD-ROM. Oh, wow, yeah. a thousand yeah. years, a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ROM will survive, but they'll be nothing to play it on. The dead no, but CDs. Also, they do the recordable CDs don't last any time at all. We were told, yeah, ones which I recorded shows on in 2006, and you can't listen. To That's it. That's all you hear. The beautiful irony that, at least in my ears, you did that just as you were saying that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're a witch. <laughs> Um, anyway, they would, we could have found out lots from them, but no one's allowed to see them, and they haven't been translated. And they could have been interesting, but too many people have too many ideas as, about, as to what they should say and what religion demands that they say. So we'll probably never get to read them. That's no, the there's two skulls. things: are there any pictures in them, and is the font nice no. and large? Because otherwise, I'm not interested. I think the answers are no and no. So oh. just invest in a nice big coffee table, Jackie Collins. <laughs> Did they release the Kindle edition? <laughs> I'm sure they have. Look, going by the dead form is probably a DAT edition, a mini disc edition. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, I could go for a mini disc. Yeah. Dead Ski Scrolls on tape read by Martin Jarvis. Ooh, oh, don't. Please. You're torturing me. Yeah, anything. <laughs> Who are your, who would you, who's your, like, if you had to get someone to, to read your audiobook, like the book of your, yeah. who would you get? Oh, sorry, sorry, Jake. Who would who would be your audience? Yeah, oh, 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 thanks. I hadn't really, honestly, hadn't hadn't thought about it. I'm just interested in you guys. Good. Did you have an answer prepared? Have you got? No, I didn't seven... have an answer. I'm interested in you two. Yeah. Really? Yes. I just got. I've got Valerie Singleton on the brain because she did a. Valerie Singleton did a very disappointing celebrity antiques road trip this week. But, can I say, Tim Vine's Celebrity Antiques Road Trip was a hoot! Not to mention Ooh. Andy Peters! Really? That's a little tip for you. That's great. And would you have him? Andy Peters? Actually, yeah. actually, I would. I would have Andy Peters and I would sit on the recording and then we'd just have laughs and japes over the coffee in the interval mm. while shoving Ferrero Rocher in our faces. I'd ask for that, no. but no, my like they'd said Andy Crane instead, yeah. and it'd be awful. No, in my life, they wouldn't be Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, I've got 1,892. Mm. And mm. pretty exciting stuff, this. <laughs> why do I say... I've, like, lost my date fight mojo completely. Oh. I don't know how to do this anymore. It's because you, you left it in a Brico depot or a Jayon, didn't you? <laughs> In a... Stop doing this! You keep just going quiet what? on me! Oh my god, <laughs> please. <laughs> Listen to me. Mm-hmm. It's 1892 and near Lindell cool. in Furness. Yes. Uh, it's a village lying between the Lancashire towns of Ulverston and Barrow in Furness. A locomotive mm-hmm. is having a quick shunt in the Ooh. sidings. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know the Beatles song about 10,000 holes in Blackburn, Lancashire? Yeah. Well, one of them opens up uh, right in front of the locomotive as the man is shunting busily. Oh, dear. 
And Did he notice the gaping hole in front of him as he shunted away? He, he noticed the gaping hole that he's shunting towards, mm-hmm. very much into. Good. And he he tosses himself off right oh. before no, no, he lands no in the time. hole. Yeah. No, he does. Mm. He absolutely does. Uh, it's 30 feet across, this hole. It's um, sinkhole. It's a sinkhole. It's hmm. a sinkhole. And They're terrifying. It's a, it's, a, it's a sinkhole. And so the locomotive falls into it. Mm-hmm. And everyone around is like, oh, my God. And mm. uh, there are sort of passengers around and they all <gasps> uh, crowd around the hole to go, oh, what's going on there? Mm. And uh, then suddenly it opens even wider. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! This makes my and this makes it, my tummy hurt. But it's okay. No, <laughs> nobody fell into it. It suddenly deepened to sixty feet, and the oh, locomotive uh, fell in. Uh, <laughs> 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 this see, you shouldn't uh, put must, your feet in it. What's the name for an irrational fear of sinkholes? Which is actually a very rational fear of sinkholes. What's it called? Holophobia. That'll do. I but but doesn't that don't stories like that make you really upset your day? No, no. Because <laughs> it happens to people means, in Lancashire. Yeah, but that means that but a sinkhole could happen anywhere. Yeah, but I don't then, care about people or myself. Yeah, but 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 what if the ground just suddenly gave way and there was a sixty foot hole there? I found a little secret phobia of yours. This is yes. brilliant. Oh, <laughs> Lizzie, sorry, terrifying. Lizzie, I could just hear in the background there. Stop it sounded it. like a... <laughs> Stop it. It's just oh. horrific. Oh, don't. <laughs> I'll just settle down with my... Oh. Yeah. It's just so having a quiet any... night of shunting. Oh, don't. Mm-hmm. It's really... I'm getting a panic attack. What did, did anybody... Did the train get lost or were there people on the train that went down there? Uh, nobody was lost. It was all fine. Anyway, there was a big inquiry as to what could it be, and it was like, mm. well, it's probably the fact that there's mines everywhere underneath it. <laughs> right. And they were like, yeah. oh, nope. no, oh, sandy yeah. deposits from the Ice Age, actually. Worms. Yeah, oh. pretty sure it's not the mines. Pretty sure it's sandy yeah. deposits from the Ice Age. Sandy <laughs> deposits from the Ice Age was a terrible woman from a terrible shop. <laughs> yeah, but... That sold terrible frozen state of her State of her sinkhole. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it provided the inspiration for uh, a story by Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, which mm. was a sort of Sherlock Holmesy sort of a story um, called The Lost Special. And directly, Ooh. indirectly, it says on Wikipedia, the TV mm-hmm. series Lost. Really? God. I, 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 I'm I not sure only... that's based on an Arthur Conan Doyle well, I think, story. I, I, think, I think it did provide the inspiration in the sense that uh, it's a story Staring that's into sort a void. of yeah, a story and a hole that comes from nowhere and goes nowhere. Yeah. I think that's probably fair, but I can't find any evidence anywhere else online anywhere to suggest <laughs> that. Uh, did but, anybody ever watch the whole of Lost, or did they all just give no. up halfway through episode? Everyone one, gave like up after me. series two, didn't they? Oh. I sat through every episode of no. that piece of junk. Yeah, but you I were gave up literally. Days of my life, days I could never get back. What waiting for the payoff? What's the payoff? What do the numbers mean? What's the smoke? Who's yep. Dharma? Nothing. 
You see, I, at the end of the second series, when I realised, oh, that polar bear we saw in episode one still hasn't Mm. been explained... I think I'd think, I'd yeah. think they don't know what's going on here. I was, I was like, this. no, they're going to tell me. They're, of course, they, they. you can't just make stuff like that. Yeah, they wouldn't have just You're dumped not like, a polar It's bear. not like a child doing a play at bedtime <laughs> with the parents saying, OK, <laughs> yeah. it's bedtime. And I was like, yes. no, because no, no. then the man jumped <laughs> off the, the, the cliff and jumps off the sofa, knocking it. No, it's bedtime now. No, because then the man did a, 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 a poo. No, I don't think so, darling. It's bedtime. Oh, it was no, a dinosaur no, poo no, because it was a dinosaur the future. poo and there was a special company and nobody knew and there's a man called Jacob in the wood. No! It's bedtime, J.J. Abrams. It's bedtime. You betray... <laughs> the Star Wars reboot was very good, but... <laughs> what do you think of Jeeves and Worcester? The worst Aww. thing ever done to me, ever. <laughs> you see, you, you don't get that sort of conundrum yeah. if you watch Celebrity Antiques Road Trip. There's, There's always J. J. a beginning, a middle yeah. and an end. No, there are no unexplained polar bears. I'd like to see the J.J. Abrams are... reboot of Celebrity <laughs> Antiques Road Trip. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Peters gets mauled by a plume of smoke. Is I that would a like sinkhole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy once. birthday to Elsie Comanche Allen. She was a Native American basket weaver born in 1899, who was the last uh, member of the Pomo tribe to be a famous basket weaver. Her family had been famed for their basket weaving, uh, but no one else in the Pomo tribe was interested in carrying it on in the 60s. So at the age of 62, she started teaching everyone who wanted to learn and became famous for her lovely woven baskets. Happy birthday, Elsie Comanche Allen. Um, who is dead now. Happy huh? birthday to Shaka Zulu, who was king of the Zulu kingdom from 1816 to 1828, who reorganised the Zulu army so it had a fighting chance against the Europeans who had turned up with lots of guns. Before him, tribal war tended to be mainly for show, like people would turn up and shout at each other, then go home and not actually really fight, because that's a terrible idea. Um, but he managed to mechanise, not mechanise, sort of industrialise the process of making people hurl themselves at each other with the intention of killing. Uh, he was assassinated by his half-brothers, um, and he was blamed for much of the violence of the early 19th century, because much of the history was written by white settlers who really wanted someone to blame. That's Shaka Zulu. A good one. Great. Yeah. I'd rather be Next, called Shaka Zulu than Touch Me, Touch Me. I was going to say it. I really liked <laughs> I Feel Shaka For You. Zulu that was a great, great single. Yeah. Mm, oh, here we go. Here yeah. we go. We got a shepherd in a cave. Whenever yeah. there's a shepherd going into a cave, you know yeah. it's going to go it's somewhere it shouldn't. What are you doing yes. in that cave, mate? Yeah, oh, there's a lady. Finding... Sinkhole, sinkhole. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Virgin Mary. Oh, lordy, 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 lordy. <laughs> and what was really upsetting was when they sold them, they sold it to somebody for a couple of hundred dollars, so yeah. they knew that they were onto something, yeah. but also, insultingly, they didn't know quite what they were onto. So no, they, the next very... year they sold for $250,000, so wow. only, yeah. you know, they were off by a factor of a thousand. Um, it's very upsetting, but then again, mm. don't be a shepherd in a cave. Um Oh, they might have had a lovely oh. time with that seven Jordanian pounds. I hope so. What do you think they spent it on? Sheep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a goat. I'm branching out. <laughs> I, I think... You're crazy, <laughs> Mohammed. No, no, you can't I, stop me. No. <laughs> the future's I, in goats. Um, 
that went down a sinkhole, which brings me neatly mm. onto a sinkhole, which brings me greatly on, na- neatly onto my very tight chest. I had no idea how upset I'd be by sinkholes, but I'm really, really, really upset. Mm. A big storyline in Coronation Street at the moment. You can tell I live with an 88-year-old. The biggest storyline on Coronation Street at the moment, there's a sinkhole in uh, Martin Blatt's back garden. Has someone fallen into it? Because if they've got to film undo, under social distancing requirements, having someone fallen into the hole would be ideal. I'm really enjoying watching soaps under social distancing filming. It's quite extraordinary what they're coming up with. <laughs> Just a lot of very wide shots and then a lot of green screen work. Oh, I yeah. miss working in my industry. Um, <laughs> now, the sinkholes were upsetting, but what was delightful was Jake Yap's utter anguished anger at mm. Lost. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the criteria I'm supposed to be judging these things on, like the best thing, mm. best contribution to um, history, the most interesting, the best use of a French accent. Um, but today's winner will be mm. the man who got the angriest over the worst <laughs> TV show <laughs> in the world. So today's points go to Jacob. Yeah. Well done. Although now you've given him that option, he will find an excuse to go crazy about the Krypton factor tomorrow. Or something. I know, but, I'll, but the rules are changing tomorrow, so it's fine. OK, brilliant. And, then, and come back tomorrow to see if we can hit the ever-changing criteria of what constitutes good date fight. <laughs> I don't think it'd be Krypton factor. I think it'd be... Uh... Wasn't even a proper... I think, honestly, I, th- I think it would be uh, Take Me Out. Really? Yeah, is that no, the most pernicious I... program of the last? <clears throat> it's not just that the sentiment is horrible, mm. that men are fascinating individuals and women are basically interchangeable. Just pick one; mm. yeah. they're all the same. I, I could almost deal with that more than <laughs> the fact that you can see they've just typed over the previous episode's word document. You know what yeah. I mean? It just replaced mm-hmm. a word here and there. It is so lazily made. I think I think we're more like uh, an, an ob- uh, a version of Naked Attraction, where the three of us just slowly, slowly, slowly reveal <laughs> our genitals. Naked repulsion. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. to see a little yeah. more of our genitals, yeah. come back tomorrow. <laughs> really, they'll be like, um, uh, this is a historian uh, and comedian uh, who's worked on many landmark TV shows uh, and highly entertaining uh, a brilliant raconteur here though are his genitalia are you still interested <laughs> no I'm out Ashley <laughs> no oh no oh actually no <laughs> uh, Anna I wouldn't feed it to my dog <laughs> Christ 